Hello there, and welcome once again to Insight Peterborough. I'm Devin Wilkins. Insight Peterborough is a project of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind. And if you'd like more information about the CCB, whether it's our chapter or nationally, all you have to do is send an email to ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. That's ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. Well, here we are, the last Monday of January. Wow. Tomorrow will be February 1st. And speaking of February, did you know that there is a link between alcohol and cancer. I know that uh, I don't mind uh, a, a glass of rye and ginger every once in a while, and I'm sure there are those of you out there who like a little nip of gin or a glass of wine or at the end of uh, a hard day of uh, work. But there is now a definite link between alcohol and cancer. And uh, the Canadian Cancer Society is conducting a fundraising and awareness raising campaign called Dry Feb. I spoke with Barbara Acampato Kay about that, and uh, she is the the Senior Managing Director of Campaigns at the Cancer Society, and uh, she gives us all sorts of details and information. So uh, I'll let her tell you all about it. Hi there, Barbara, and welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Devin, for inviting me here. It's really a pleasure to uh, meet you. Um, uh, even if it's virtual, I, uh, I am glad for this opportunity to meet you and speak with you. Yeah, we have to get used to virtual meetings these days, don't we? I know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really glad to, to meet you, and I know you'll have all sorts of information for us. Just um, a couple of days before I managed to get in contact with you, I was hearing something on the news about the Dry Feb um, fundraiser that's coming. And it had never really occurred to me that consuming alcohol could cause cancer. So uh, I thought maybe before we get talking about the fundraiser itself, we could talk a little bit about the maybe some statistics or facts about alcohol and cancer. Um, is there any safe level of, uh, you know, some people might like to have a drink when they get home from work or a couple of beers during a hockey game, that sort of thing. Is there any safe level that people can uh, consume and still be okay? I wouldn't say that there is a safe level of alcohol that could prevent cancer. Actually, 
a lot of people don't know that there is a, a direct relationship between alcohol and cancer. Drinking any type of alcohol can increase your risk of cancer, at least six types of cancer. And really? we know, yes, we know that two out of 10 Canadians drink daily. Unfortunately, yeah. only one third of the public of Canadians are aware of the direct link between and uh, between alcohol and their risk of cancer. And it is through this program like Dry Feb that we are trying to raise that awareness mm -hmm. so people will be educated and can be informed and make healthier choices. So we did, um, uh, Canadian Cancer uh, did commission a survey recently. And I can share with you statistics about, you know, because of the pandemic, the drinking habits have changed and alcohol consumption has increased. Uh -huh. um, from that I survey, the, da the data shows uh, that more than one in three Canadians who consume alcohol have been drinking more since the pandemic. Really? And in fact, yes, in fact, even those people who used to drink less or mm -hmm. a few, you know, a few drinks uh, in a week have have confirmed that they're drinking more because of the pandemic. Now, this information is something that we take very seriously at Canadian Cancer because it is our mandate to educate people um, to make informed decisions and make you know healthier choices so that they can reduce their uh, their cancer risk. Yes. Uh, so. Um... What kind of, of cancers are people more likely to develop uh, while drinking alcohol? So it could, it could I, what I could say is that it could develop, it could increase your risk at least six types, but it doesn't limit you to six types of cancer. And this no. would be head, head and neck, breast, stomach, pancreatic, colorectal, and liver cancers. Okay. And it could be, and it could be more than the ones I've mentioned. There was uh, a study that we conducted in 2015. Um, at least 3,300 or 3,300 cases of cancer um, were reported and diagnosed with a direct link to alcohol. Isn't that so, interesting? Yes. So, if if this trend continues it could triple over the years. Wow. And that's why what we are doing, um, you know, our organization is really trying to raise this awareness um, because this is some, these are findings based on cancer research that we have been doing. And that would include um, people who only drink maybe one or two a day or something like that? Well, it's because when you, when you drink, this could be over time, right? So yes. the more you drink, the more it increases your risk. Uh-huh. So, so sort of like a cumulative effect? Um it 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 could. Yeah. So um I I am not um like I'm not from uh, the research department, but what we're trying to promote here is that we raise awareness that drinking alcohol could increase your risk to cancer, of yes. having cancer. I think okay. that's the main message that you want to get across. Yes. And that's why with Dry Feb, we are 
um, encouraging uh, Canadians to take this challenge to give up alcohol uh, for the month of February. And then by doing this, um, this challenge, it could introduce yourself to new and healthier habits after right. participating in the program. Yeah. Um, we did a survey last year. Those people, 72% of participants who went through the experience said that they will drink less after, oh. after going through the challenge. So it's like doing, you know, do introducing new habits, healthier habits yes. after going through the program is what, you know, we're encouraging people to do. Now, do you uh, provide alternatives, uh, recipes for alternatives or products that that people might purchase um, that would take the place of, of alcohol? We don't we don't promote specific products, mm -hmm. but what we do is, um, you know, in our website called dryfab.ca, uh, there are health tips that we can uh that we share with the public okay. you can do mocktail recipes right so uh -huh. it's like swapping your favorite drink for non-alcoholic drinks yeah um you can host uh you know a get together and enjoy the time with your friends with mocktail uh recipes right it's not like the usual cocktail with alcohol so right. um we we have on our website you will find a number of things that uh, we encourage you to do like uh, so that you can um, live a healthier lifestyle. Uh huh. And can you explain how the challenge uh, will go? Oh, the challenge is um, is is easy. So you sign up um, at dryfeb.ca and you create your profile page. And you can you know you commit to um, giving up alcohol. You can go for the full month of February, or you can go for a lesser time frame, like 14 days or 21 days. Yeah. So you commit to a challenge. And then once you've created your um, fundraising page, you can share the link with your family and friends in social media and then start collecting donations from them. So they, they sponsor you. They give a donation because they believe that you can do the challenge yeah mm -hmm. and um every dollar that is raised uh from this fundraising goes to canadian cancer society that helps uh people affected by cancer okay now suppose you have decided that you're going to do uh february 1st to 14 and when you get to 14 uh you realize oh i really can do this Maybe I can do this for the rest of the month. Can you sign up again? You, if you want to do that for the for the rest of the month, definitely you can. Yeah, you know because um, you know it, it, it go into another challenge within the same month, so that yeah. you know you think that you can do fourteen days, and now you can do another fourteen days. For okay. sure, you can do that. Okay. And, and and this is Devon. It's really um, that's a positive um, uh, a positive re response that we are hoping to get from people who participate because 
once they they once there's a sense of achievement that they can do this a feeling of of of, of achievement uh-huh. and you can do it more you can do this challenge on your own after you know participating in dry fed right yeah and giving up alcohol um for life yeah well that would be a good thing when um people uh sign up to sponsor you would it be just a flat donation for the whole time of your challenge or uh so many dollars per day oh you this is there's no flat donation you can give any amount um and it it basically you your your donor can give you one time donation or they can give another uh you know additional it really depends on them so um there's no one way of doing this okay. as long as you know your 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 support system um believes in, in in you that you can do the challenge it's really up to her if she wants to give once or more than once okay but there's oh. no flat fee <laughs> yeah all yeah. right so once again you would uh, the person participating would sign up at dryfeb.ca now is there a dash between dry and feb no it's uh it's one word it's dryfeb.ca okay and um you have that the website wants to sign up you have all the information you need okay uh, there are tips in uh, doing your fundraising we also give tools and resources so if you need uh posters or um oh. emails to send to your family and friends everything is in there to make it easy for you very good yeah and 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 as you asked earlier um there are health uh health tips as well on the website yeah. uh mocktail recipes more information about the link between alcohol and cancer okay. you can find everything that you need in the website dryfeb.ca all right and then it's just a case of uh notifying uh, family and friends and away you go yes yeah that's it it's 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 easy and um again for those people who think that full month is uh too much of a challenge you can choose 21 days 14 days again any day that suits you best yeah the thing is just to do the challenge and uh see for yourself that you can do this right that you yeah. can give up alcohol and you know one um one action can lead to another so you could uh definitely uh encourage other people as well uh to do the same yes and uh are there uh health facts on the dryfeb website there there are there are uh there's a lot of information you will find about the health information and the and the risk and the link between alcohol and cancer okay Is there anything else that um that I should be asking you? Um I think we have covered the 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 fundamental information that you will need. Um again, I think uh I I just want to say thank you um Devon for this opportunity. Um I hope um you know you can partner with us in raising awareness about the link between alcohol and cancer so that we can um get the message across 
um, to uh, as many as many people so that we can help um, introduce newer, healthier habits uh, for those people who are, you know, who have who are not aware of the information. Yeah, I will definitely do that. That's my dog scratching. <laughs> I, will, I will definitely do that because I didn't know that there was a connection between alcohol and cancer. And I figure that if I don't know that, a lot of other people uh, wouldn't know that too, or either. That, that's true. And I think um, there's a lot of misinformation or some um, misunderstanding, but but now studies are showing over time that there is a link between um, alcohol and their risk of developing cancer. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks so much for doing with doing this interview with me. Thanks so much, Barbara. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Have a good day. Yeah, you too now. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I wanted to make sure you knew all about that because... Those of us who already have disabilities don't need to be adding any more risk factors to our health if we don't want to. Well, usually, simple savings is our feature for the second Monday of the month. But what with New Year's and uh, then technical issues happening... We're not going to be able to get that on until the fourth Monday of uh, actually the fifth Monday of the month. Uh, so this time, Linda and I are going to be talking all about the various ways that you can save money. Hi there, Linda, and welcome back to the program. Thank you very much, Devon. So I understand that this month we're going to be talking about all sorts of ways to save money. Yeah, so going on the same, you know, theme that we're always about talking about saving money, but I thought it would, you know, just give some, since it's a new year and people tend to like, you know, let's start a savings plan and seeing, you know, to, um, just try to either cut expenses or ways to improve using the money that you have, you know, using it yeah. to your ability. Yeah. Where shall we start with this? One of the things that I did uh, last month and this month was, you know, I went over my bank account and my credit card statements, just taking a look at, uh, you know, automatic payments that come out, make oh, yeah. sure that, you know, they're still correct, you know, that, and if, and, you know, cause I don't necessarily pay attention every month. I kind of look at the balance and, you know, but making sure that the things are correct and that there's not something maybe I forgot about or that have an, has an annual fee. Oh yeah. And because they'll typically be charged in December or January and it could be, you know, something that you forgot you had paid for. And then all of a sudden, there's a new charge, you know, December, January on yeah. your bill for something that, you know, you may not even use anymore. You know, like whether it's a, a computer, you know, like a technology app or yeah. a computer program or even a gym membership. If you paid by annual, but stopped going last March and you long forgot about it. Right. Uh, 
So, you know, and then, or look at the, you know, your regular fees that, you know, maybe you're not using it. You've got a premium package and can, you know, downsize it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's so, um, uh, or even, you know, like there's different streaming things. Now, I didn't cut out any of my streaming like Amazon Prime and Netflix, but we did cut out our cable and we bought um, what's called a, it, like it's, um, what's it called? IPTV. So oh. now we get all channels, cost $20, and it's legal, by the way. There's nothing illegal about it. That's good. <laughs> um, and it costs $20 a month. And so it gets us everything. You know, you know, we were paying $7 a month just for CNN. Wow. You know, yeah. so. And what's you know, it called? Uh, so the general terminology for it is IPTV. Yes. Um, and so you buy this uh um, say we'll call it an Android box. You buy this Android box. I think it was a hundred dollars, okay, and then okay. you and then it costs twenty dollars a month, and oh. it gets you all computer or all TV channels and movie channels, um, oh. uh, and lots of things like up to date that even are most recently in the cinema you have access to, and uh, uh, it's quite. We've had it for about six months, and it's working. Uh, quite nicely, actually. Well, good, good. Um, other things, you know, even uh, back, you know, for those that go out or, you know, um, packing a healthy lunch instead of buying your lunch so, you know, so often. Yeah. Um, yeah. You and I had a conversation one time and I was saying, you know, one of the pieces of advice I remember hearing on some talk show about saving money and it was years ago and and it was about buying things on sale. So you, you think it like, yeah, you save all kinds of money when you buy things on sale. But what was pointed out to me was you're not actually saving the money. You're spending money on things that, you know, you weren't even necessarily going to buy and you bought it because it was on sale. Yeah. So for a true savings, you know, take that money that you apparently saved on the reduced price and put that into a bank account, a savings account. Yes. You know? Yeah. You know? Or not even, you know, if you weren't looking to buy it in the first place, you know, buy don't buy items just because they're on sale. No, that could be quite a, a pitfall to uh, that could get you. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, I'm, uh, you know, everybody loves a deal. Right? Yeah. Oh but, yes. Yeah. You, know, you didn't really go to the grocery store to buy that TV on sale or purse, because now you go into, you know, so many stores and, you know, grocery stores are carrying everything, right? Yeah. Clothing and TVs and, oh, uh, you know, so you never know when you see a sale, what you end up getting. Right. Um, and on those annual, when we were, I was referring to about annual fees and so on, which is, Another thing to look at if you're paying monthly for something. Oh, yeah. You know, see if there's a reduced price for an annual fee. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can save up to 10 or 15% if you have the money, right. you know, to pay for it in advance. And you could also call companies like Bell, for example, or any of the phone companies <laughs> to see if they have any promotions that you could take advantage of. 
Yes. Yeah. Like uh, I'm with Fido. Yeah. With Fido, you do have to phone in, you know, like even if I log into my account. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes it will say we have a promote because they're trying to upsell you. Right. Yes. Yeah. And um, but uh, usually to get any they may have something on your online account but what i found and what was told me by to rep by reps is that you even get a better deal or or see if there's some better promotion on your account is uh -huh. phone in and ask don't just go by the online thing right um and then ask again so ask what's already on their file and then ask you know the rep you're talking to what else can you do for me is there yes. any other promotions you know yeah, you bet. I was found, told. Uh, uh, yeah, that's worked for me in the past anyway. Yeah. I was told um, one time, and unfortunately, I, I can't, I don't seem to remember to call in, but she said to me, now you've called in April. So next April, make sure that you call in to get the same promotions. I don't think you should have to, it should be your responsibility to call in every year i don't know why they wouldn't just give them to you but however yeah. yeah and that's commonplace i've seen like i don't know what company you're referring to but yeah. like um yeah there's i think even we just switched our internet to kojiko and it was it came on a promotion and it's the same thing we're gonna have to phone back in to continue it yeah so i put it in my phone calendar and i keep a written calendar as well Oh, yeah. You know, um, especially on stuff like that, that yes. you, know, you tend to maybe forget and need to forward from year to year. Right. And. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, that stuff you do have to really keep in, on top of. Yes. And, and then there's, um, yeah, there's other simple things, you know, that um, a lot of times it's more um, you know, reminders. It's not like none of, you know, none of us don't know a lot of the simple things to do to say, but some, it, you know, it's getting in the habit of and staying in the habit. So even, you know, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry, you know, you yeah. tend to spend more and, right. you know, and, uh, you know, remember to use points cards, you know, uh, yes. I don't, I'm not that great at remembering points cards unless it's um, really simple. I don't know. I, you know, it's like, oh, I put my wallet away already. I don't want to dig it out. And go I know. It. You know, and especially yeah. when you're visually impaired and you're, you know, so you're not as quick getting the cards. Yes. And, you know, you're standing in a lineup and there's people behind. And so, yeah. You know, even I try to remember to have my stuff ready in, in line. Yeah. You know? um, and, even again, when you're going, you know, going out, drink, you know, we've, I know our family have, we've gotten in, um, uh, in the habit of drinking lemon and water, you know, but he, and even going out, you know, so everyone knows drink lots of water, but yeah. we've never done it. Right? <laughs> like, okay. you know, we drink some water, you know, and, and the kids would buy pops and stuff or want to buy pops when we go out. And we've actually made a really good switch of um, remembering to take water with us and, but even here in the house, you know, and uh, drinking lemon and water and, oh. uh, you know, and that actually yeah. is a really big cost savings. It's healthier yes. and a great cost savings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And, you know, don't forget about using uh, the library, you know, for books like library offers all kinds of, um, uh, you know, free services that, you know, you can, you don't necessarily have to go in person. And, uh, and then actually, uh, the other thing that you can do as far as, you know, doing home repairs, and we were talking about, um, you know, Peterborough has a tool lending library. Yeah. Um, which actually just moved to Habitat for Humanity over oh. on, um, I'm not sure if technically, it's not technically on Shimong. Okay. Side Street, but anyway, the Habitat for Humanity on um, the far side of town. And That's not the ReStore, is it? Or is uh, it? Yeah. Yeah, the ReStore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, they actually, yeah, just took over the lending library. So you can go to Habitat and, um, you know, and they'll have all kinds of tools and, and stuff like that. You know, you can buy your plywood and hardware and stuff there and then yeah. borrow the tools to install it. Well, that's good. Yeah, because like a lot of people may have some tools, but, yeah. you know, it, to have, you know, to buy, to go out and buy something, even if it's only $10 and you're only going to use it once or twice, you yeah. know, go to the lending library or see if you can buy it off and off your neighbor, you know, um, it's kind of a habit, you know, again, my husband, you know, he'll just go buy it. And it's like, Brian, that made no sense. Cause while well, it was only, you know, $15. Yeah. yeah. But you're never going to use that again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rented for five if you have even paying rental yeah but right? you're still ahead 10 well yeah not, that's right yeah and and then yeah. you don't have the clutter afterwards exactly yes yeah. and trust me our garage is clutter there's all kinds <laughs> of stuff yeah you know, men don't like to give up their toys and stuff no <laughs> no and what else do we have on um things on tips that um you know, I guess it even, well, this would be spending money, but, or even looking for things that not only you can purge around home, around your home, but uh, that you, and you can turn that into money, right? By listing on Facebook marketplace or yeah. eBay, even depending on what it is. And um, so that's turning money in what you have yeah. Um, yeah. and putting that into a savings. And that's one thing that we've decided to do that, you know, I've been working on on purging and any money that of anything I sell, we're putting into a savings account. Yeah. Uh, you know, otherwise it just kind of goes in your wallet and disappears. And so oh, I know um, yeah. uh, that's what, um, and then uh, other specific savings is even, you know, buying generic products versus store brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of times generic, you know, are the exact same product. You know, they're just differently labeled. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and and even for those that are able, you know, if you need a service, see if there's services that you can swap. So if yeah. you can sew, maybe you can do some sewing repairs and someone else, you know, will even trade a couple cooked meals for it. Or, yeah. uh, you know, there's things that... Um, if you would normally, you know, I would have to pay someone to do yes. some sewing for me. 
you know, by shoveling your driveway or something. Yes. Well, yeah. I I shouldn't have to pay for that having two teenagers in the house, but (laughs) it's come close sometimes, it seems. (laughs) They're, uh, once they get out there, they're actually pretty good, but yeah. Oh, I know the other thing too is about cleaning supplies. Oh, so yeah. I make, I make my own laundry detergent. And it's something that I buy. It's called Pink Solution. And so it's a cleaning agent that's non toxic. It's made right. from a, a company here in Canada, actually. Uh-huh. You can use it for a lot of other um, cleaning things as well. I've been just using it for laundry soap because it. Um, I wanted something that wasn't perfumed and non-toxic, but still cleaned, you know, and yeah, sure. I sell it. Um, but laundry detergent is really expensive. Oh yeah. No, you know, and then plus you're buying mainly water. Yeah. You know, so, so this it comes like in a gel form and you add it into your own water. Okay. You know, so I'm not paying for and you know, and it lasts, I've had the one container for years. also not using all of those containers repeatedly by emptying you know so it's a lot friendlier for the environment and then using um vinegar you know i use vinegar and baking soda um and water for general cleaning yeah you know so those are this solution does it does it have recipes on the on the side of the bottle that you can as to how much you should put in for certain things like laundry yeah. detergent? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's not that much, you know, like no. um, it's one cup per two gallons. Oh, and you don't yeah. boil it, you just warm up the water, you just bring it to a slight simmer yeah. to kind of melt this gel. So it's not yeah. a hard solid. It's just you're just kind of getting it to its liquid form in the water. And then we let it cool and pour it into a jug and, and, uh, um, yeah, and we've used it for for years. Without okay. uh, it, it works really great. Yeah, and is there a website where you can find out uh, what you can make for yourself? Uh, it's been a long time since I looked, but there was, and I'm looking it up now. So okay. yeah, it's called PinkSolution.ca. Okay. The original all-purpose cleaning paste. All right. That's what it's called. And um, oh, they've since I've last looked, because like I said, I've had that. Um, I've had it for quite a long, quite a while. Yeah. And uh, so they've really actually expanded their products. Ah. Um. Uh, and you can get ten percent off. I should be getting. I should be getting an affiliate link and profiting. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but they've yeah. I can see that they've really expanded their product line of. Um, but they have you know different concentrated sprays. Um, oh, they have dish soap now. So yeah, okay. I'll have to check it out to see what other things that they have. Yeah. Um, and actually, and with mine, had come. Uh, a stain remover bar, which I use. Um, and I've had it for several years. Like, you know, the stuff just lasts. Really? Yeah. Um, and what's that called? Uh, it's actually literally just called stain removal bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, they're not creative with their names on stuff. You know, they're just making it, you know, at least that way you clearly know what it is. That's right. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, to me, it's worth it's worth taking a look at. Oh, and it's um, well, it says free shipping on all orders over one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh yes. Um, but I know he didn't. When I, I had to pay for shipping the last time I ordered, and it wasn't, um, it was fair. It's just a good. It's a small. I think it's a small family-owned company, oh. and uh, they're um, they were good at customer service. Okay. Um, because I originally found the product in Costco. Yeah. Um, okay. at one of their kiosks, you know. So, um, anyway, uh, it was yeah, PinkSolution.ca. It's good, you know. Yeah. Very inexpensive, long-lasting cleaning supplies. If you want to use anything above, you know, vinegar and baking soda. Yeah. Um. Oh, another interesting, this is a minor tip, but, and I haven't put it in place yet, but um, I read something about women's, first of all, not buying disposable razors, which I do, uh -huh. um, but for those that do, apparently men's razors are way better than women's and cheaper. Really? So I haven't had to uh, buy that, buy some razors since I read that. Yeah. I mean to check it out, but the article I read it on was they actually had the numbers and um because and men's have like usually like three blades in them and they just give a better, closer shave. Really? Mm -hmm. And apparently price per unit, um, they're cheaper. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because mm -hmm. uh so when I get to the point I need to buy more, I will do a comparison and bring you more up to date on that. Okay. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, what's the difference, right? A blade is a blade. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that can, you know, it's those small things that if you can get longer use out of something. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and pay less per unit, then why not? For sure. Definitely. Well, thanks for these, Linda. Appreciate that. And like I say, we can, when you uh, think of more or accumulate more, we can always do another session on that. Yeah. Thank you very much. And we'll talk to you next month. Okay, great. Thanks, Kevin. Okay. You take okay. good care. You too. Bye. Bye. As January slips away for yet another year, let's listen to an interview that I did a couple of years ago with the just recently retired low vision therapist at our office here in Peterborough of the CNIB, uh, Maureen Summers. And uh, Maureen was talking to us about glaucoma during Glaucoma Awareness Month. So let's listen to that once again. So hi, Maureen, and welcome to the program. Thank you, Devin. Thank you for inviting me. So before we get um, talking about uh, glaucoma specifically, what is uh, vision loss rehab? Well, uh, vision loss rehab, which is part of CNIB, as you know, was established exactly a year ago, so it's our birthday really. It's CNIB's rehab services, still very much, we're still very much together 
We're an independent health care service funded by the Ontario government, the province's uh, leading provider of rehab services for people with vision loss. We provide training uh, to people with vision loss by certified therapists who, um, and of course these people that need our help are blind or partially sighted, and this is to help them develop skills to enhance independence. Our, um, we work closely with ophthalmologists, optometrists, and other healthcare uh, professionals. And as you know, Devin, we have our low vision, like myself, learning to use the sight that uh, people have the best way they can, whether it's in low vision, daily living, or travel mo and mobility, and also, of course, services for children and families. So it's quite a wide range there, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yes. And what uh, um, what are the different services that CNIB offers as opposed to uh, vision loss rehabilitation? Well, that, oh, other than that, well, that would be CNIB, um, and that's more um, the foundation and uh, peer support, as you know, is a big one, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah, the, the library and, um, oh, you know, our... What other groups are there? You Employment? Know, fundraising, I mean, is a oh, big yeah. one, you know, that things go on. So, uh, and just general research and uh, helping people out in the community. So there's, a, there's certainly a lot going on. And does the employment uh, fit under CNIB or employment counseling? At the, at the moment, at least, they're under vision loss rehab. Um, not many offices or areas have a, an employment service, and as you know, here in Peterborough, we do. Um, but that, at the moment, there, and as far as I know, indefinitely, they're under vision loss rehab. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I just thought we should get that kind of straightened out uh, for people. Yes, because many people want that help. Yes. Now, um, as I was mentioning, um, March tenth uh, to sixteenth, we're a wee bit late, but anyway, is uh, Glaucoma Awareness Week. I think any time is a good time to uh, be aware of these things. Yes. So, what is glaucoma? Well, um, really, for this talk, I'm going to refer mostly to the primary open angle glaucoma. That's the most common one. And that's the one which is it's a painful a pain, sorry, a painless condition, usually associated with high pressure in the eye, which results in optic nerve uh, vision loss, optic nerve damage, and vision loss. So uh, anyone with this does, really does not know they have it. They've got no symptoms, no changes of vision, and if it's just left to go, if these if people don't go for regular eye checks, it would not be picked up. And quite often, I mean, when I've seen someone, they have described to me that, you know, they, they're driving, even walking, crossing the road, and they're doing the usual look left, right, left, and they go to go. And where did that car come from? Because they've already lost peripheral vision, because that's where the vision loss starts in the peripheral field. And um, they have not noticed they have, you know, developed this and already have vision loss. So um, that's the main one. Normal uh, eye pressure is, you know, I'll give you a figure between 12 and 21. 
you can be higher than this and no signs of any glaucoma in the eye because the signs of glaucoma are not just pressure. It's um, the, the, the optic nerve head, that, you know, at the beginning at the back of the eye where the optic nerve leaves the eye to go back to the brain. Right. Uh, there's changes there and also a visual field test would show changes. But there's also elevated pressure that would just be, I think it would be called ocular hypertension, where there's no signs of glaucoma, but they're just being watched, you know, for that pressure and having baseline tests done, and then maybe every couple of years seeing if there is a, a, a change. Um, so glaucoma happens when the drainage of fluid from the eye, you know, the eyeball is a firm ball. Yeah flabby, like a, you know, a, a burst balloon, it keeps a certain structure, and the, the drainage is blocked for some reason, and the pressure can build up, and that's, you know, there could be other reasons um, that that would happen, but that's, um, that's primarily the reason for it. Okay. And do we know any of the causes or reasons why this happens? Well, baseline test because it wouldn't do me any good. Uh, are, are they painless? Oh yes, that would be me measuring your pressure and that's quite painless. That's where you sit at that slit lamp and there's a little blue light and you've had a little freezing drop in it. It just touches the cornea, the front of the eye and takes the pressure. They would also, you know, when they, you probably heard when they dilate the, the pupils to yeah. the back of the eye and that will give a good view of the optic nerve head and also the visual field where you sit at a, a, a machine. Each eye is done separately. You're looking straight ahead all the time, and every time a light flashes in your periphery, you're pressing a button to say you've seen it, and uh, that will show if there's any missing areas for you. Okay. Yeah. How common is glaucoma here in Canada? Oh,
for sure. That's really important. Because it could affect the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, Another one I just remembered about uh, respect are high myopes. People who are short-sighted, near-sighted, you know, a bit more than, you know, moderate to high myope, they're at more of a risk of this as well. Oh. Diabetes, heart disease, you know, all those things when we talk about other eye conditions, you really just want to keep as healthy as possible, you know, a little bit exercise, eating well, that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Now, you were mentioning that uh, it often happens to seniors. Can it uh, occur in people younger as well? It can, but, you know, it's like those, you know, there might be a tiny percentage, 40 to 60, and then you see that increase 60 onwards. It's like, say, macular degeneration. You can have an early onset of any of these eye conditions, but it definitely increases with age. Okay. And there is actually, there is um, congenital glaucoma and juvenile glaucoma, but that's, you know, it's not like these numbers. No. It's certainly picked up, you know, if a a baby's born with that, there's, you know, certain signs, kind of a bigger eye, a glassy eye, a lot of tearing going on, and it's quite treatable, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so the only way that someone would know that they have glaucoma or uh, might be suspicious that something was wrong would be the loss of uh, uh, peripheral vision? By then it's advanced. I read another study um, stating that more than half of newly diagnosed patients with glaucoma already had moderate to advanced disease at the time of this initial diagnosis. Oh, my. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, so nothing happens much before then that would kind of... Because it just slowly, slowly do that because there's no, there's no um, symptoms. There's no. no... There's nothing. There really is nothing. It's, it's hard to believe, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. Um, I know when I, I've seen people, you know, I've always worked in eye field and, you know, when you check their vision at, right at the beginning and you're, this would be more clinically and you're asking them to cover one eye, and they, they kind of are surprised. They said, I can't see anything out of that eye. Oh, dear. Didn't even notice that that was the case. Or, oh, wow. So the difference between the two eyes, it's, it's just amazing, really. Mm-hmm. And how seriously can the uh, disease affect someone's vision? Well, end-stage glaucoma, you would have very little at the end, very little. It starts encroaching on the central vision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like any, it's like like any other affliction, it usually causes no pain, discomfort, apparent vision loss. Central vision remains good, and that person's not aware, but as it goes on, it starts encroaching on that central vision. It starts up above, like a little arc, if you're doing that visual field, just above the central zone, and then it's kind of following the, the blood supply, I guess, at the back of the eye, and then it encroaches. Um, so it definitely can be eventual, really no vision, certainly legally blind. There's no doubt about that. And legal blindness isn't just your central vision, it's your visual field. So if you're just a tunnel vision, that would be termed legally blind. Right. Yeah. It is, 
Yeah. So what are the usual courses of treatment when someone uh, finds out that they have glaucoma? What, what uh, will they do? Well, the doctor, of course, be assessed and it would be dropped, and drops usually are, are very successful. Some people are not com compliant with their medications and drops probably more than just put, taking a pill. Um, and, you know, there is laser. Uh, the laser is, there's a trabeculoplasty and a trabeculectomy. One is a little bit different from one another. The, the, the latter one is more of a surgery with it, but... Um, you know, if that, if that has to happen, I'm not saying, you know, you really want the drops to work and, and, and use it that way. But, the, you know, people can be allergic to things and it's just not working as well as it did. So there is, there is laser and there is um, surgery as well. And can glaucoma be fairly well controlled with that or will it advance anyway? should someone go for an eye exam? Everything is fine. They might say come back in two years. Uh -huh. But um, obviously if you're having treatment, yes, definitely every two years you should be going. Uh -huh. And that's obviously if you're being treated for something, that's a whole different thing. There is, I did mention, there is an, it's called acute glaucoma onset. Totally different type of thing. It's obviously where the, the drainage is blocked, you know, very suddenly. Yeah. And that you get a build up and it's painful. It's painful. Oh, wow. Controlling it. Controlling it from advancing. Yes. Slowing it down, yeah. Now, when we talk about going to an eye doctor, yep. uh, are we talking uh, optometrist or ophthalmologist? The optometrist, perfectly, perfect. They've got everything. 
if they feel that you need to see an ophthalmologist for treatment or opinion, then they will refer you on. Okay. You already have an ophthalmologist you've been seeing, um, but maybe not for a while. And you're, but you quite often, I think, Devin, the ophthalmologist say to you, "I don't really need to be seeing you." You know, as a routine yes. appointment. You know, return to your because a lot of people, many people, are wearing glasses, so they need to get that prescription checked. Right. Well, absolutely, optometrists definitely. Okay. So now. When someone's glaucoma has advanced, um, how can uh, vision loss rehab be of assistance? Well, I mean, in a case of glaucoma, it's visual field. So the first person in there, I'm sure, would be the mobility specialist for safe travel. Mm -hmm. And that's often the person you're seeing with that, that white, long mobility cane because they don't have sight vision, so they have to sweep that cane. And you don't, you understand that, Deb? Yes, I do. Yes. It's you know, side to side, yes. Side and in front of you tripping over something. Yeah. Uh, usually, you know, I'm the one that deals with more magnification devices and that sort of thing, so usually not me. At the end stage, definitely well before then, I would be seeing people. They don't usually want what we call, say, um, a lot of magnification, because if you think about it, if they only have um, a relatively small area of vision in the middle, they don't need that magnified, because it's going to magnify into their blind spot. Uh. So I, I would talk to them about, you know, good lighting, properly positioned lighting, nice contrast, you know, so they can see things that, um, you know, even if it's food on their plate, they've not got a piece of white on a white plate, they're just yeah. not going to see that easily. Um, good contrast. Uh, our independent living skills would be just, you know, things around the home to remain independent. Could be computer uses, as you know, you're a whiz on the computer. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah you know, all, all those things to just remain independent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, is there anything else that I should have been asking you? Not really. You're, you, put that, you gave me a wee heads up on that. I'm saying, there was nothing else I could really think about. I just want to repeat, get your eyes checked. Yes. You know, and don't, you know, absolutely get them checked. It's a lovely feeling when you've had, you know, some kind of test and you were worried because you didn't want to know anything bad. That's <laughs> right. Not know. And, uh, it's just a lovely feeling coming out and saying everything is fine and I will go back in two years, you yeah. know. So, and we have wonderful optometrists in town here, so, and very, you know, welcoming ophthalmologists if they need to be seen. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, making us aware of, uh, of glaucoma and how it can affect a person's life uh, quite considerably if they don't look after their eye health. Yes, you know, it is unlike any of the other eye diseases where you have symptoms. It's, it's quite unusual, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, people will remember that and uh, make uh, an appointment with their optometrist. I hope so. I hope those phones are ringing right now. I do too. <laughs> Thanks so much, Maureen. Thank you so much, Devin. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.